Greetings everyone, this is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. If you're wondering where you can find us and you want to tell your friends, family and relatives or whoever that they may want to join this show, we're here every weekend. Same time, same station. But for those that are out of the listening area, they can go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. And there, via the computer, you can listen anywhere around the world. All you have to do, wherever you are, is to make sure you're on the same time as we are in the Central Standard Time of the USA. So you have to adjust your times to be on the same time we are. But if that's difficult and inconvenient, because some people would have to change like 10, 11, 12 hours in some cases, in the U.S. only an hour or two, an hour on the East Coast, two hours on the West Coast, to join us. But all of our shows, our radio shows, are archived on the website. So you can pull up any radio show you like, anytime you like, at your convenience, and listen to it. We want you to have more education. If you listen to half a show and have to leave, and you wanted to listen to the topics in the second half of the program, go back, pull up that radio show, and listen to the entire radio show. Or you can fast forward and listen to the last half that you missed. While you're there on our website, please subscribe to my newsletter. I send out a new newsletter every Friday. It goes to your email address. And then you can also go to the e-newsletter archive section and pull up any newsletter you'd like and read it. There's awful lot of re- reading to be done on, on the website. A lot of good information, radio shows, newsletters, podcasts, videos, more education all the time. Because it takes an education by you and I to be more knowledgeable as to what we should do to have better health. Because only you and I are responsible for our health and only you and I can change our health. We can change our health by changing our choices. The doctor is not going to improve your health. Drug companies don't care about your health because they make all their money from sick people. When you have a disease or you're sick, they're going to spend, they're going to be happy because you're spending more money on drugs. Or your insurance company spends it. And you are, you have to co-pay some of that. The drug companies come out on top all the way around. And then you're saddled with more drugs 
and then more additional drugs to try to eliminate the side effects of the first drug or second drug. Drugs are not the answer. Food is the answer. Because all these conditions that we are being treated by, drugs, prescribed drugs, are the result of us not getting the right food, the right nutrients, the right vitamins and minerals, and in the meaningful levels that we require them to be healthy. So we are treating the lack of nutrition as a disease. And then they prescribe drugs for those diseases. It's a crazy world. But you can sort that out changing your diet, getting rid of the excessive refined carbohydrates, bread, pasta, cookies, pies, cakes, you name it, anything made from grains or flour made from grains. You can have better health, absolutely. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. I'm not going to say you're going to get back 100% of your health because it, it depends on how much damage we have done to our bodies before we wake up and realize that we can take control of our health, manage our health, change our diet, get more exercise, get a good full night's sleep, that means eight to nine hours of sleep, take supplements to fill in the gap of the foods that are deficient in certain nutrients. Our food is not perfect anymore. Our health is not perfect anymore. But we can be a lot healthier, a lot better off than we ever have if you make them really good quality choices. So today we're going to talk about quercetin. Quercetin is an ingredient found in many different plants, food. But we don't get very much of it in our diet. So we need to supplement to get extra quercetin. It's spelled Q like in queen. U-E-R. C like Charlie. E like Edward. T like Tom. I-N. Quercetin. It's a very interesting molecule. that has far-reaching benefits for our health. It's a natural occurring compound in many, many of our plants. It is a bioflavonoid. Flavonoids are found in oranges, other fruits, plants, but some are very high in quercetin, like red onions, kale, apples, especially with the peel on, because quercetin is in the peel of the apple. And some of the primary benefits of quercetin, it reduces inflammation. It neutralizes free radicals. So it has an antioxidant activity. Stops viruses. And is one of the best natural anti-allergy supplements. If you have allergies, 
They can knock out your allergies in a week. You'll be so much better. And I know many people that have switched from like Benadryl to quercetin and got better results on quercetin than they did on Benadryl. And here's some more information on the anti-allergy answer. Because I believe quercetin is really the answer. It has superpowers in the ability to neutralize histamine. H-I-S-T-A-M-I-N-E. Histamine. That's a drug that are prescribed for allergies. Neutralize histamine. This is a natural form that neutralizes histamine. And histamine is produced by our immune system to help protect our body against harmful compounds. Now sneezing, coughing, mucus secretion are all ways the body's trying to expel toxic compounds. Now sometimes they're not life-threatening but they're not natural in some people's bodies, like pollen. Pollen is not natural. Pollen doesn't break down in the body. So for some people, it's toxic. So sometimes, histamine can also be released in the body when the body mistakes, errors, that something is harmless, like dust, animal dander, or pollen. And they judge this substance to be something dangerous to the body. It's misreading what that substance is. Some people can work all day in a dusty garage or a dusty attic or working in the garden where there is dust. And it doesn't bother them. They have a built-in immune system that takes care of all that dust and whatever it might be, or pollen in the spring. Then you'll have some people who get just a mild condition in the spring. And some are pretty out, they're out cold by what happens in the spring with all the pollen flying around from the trees. All this is called an allergic response. Your body is allergic. Your body is responding to the allergies. Now histamine is the culprit, not your friend in this case. And quercetin, a natural compound, easily bought over the counter, it's not a drug. You don't find it in pharmacies. You don't find it in drugstores. You'll find it at your health food store. And quercetin has been shown to inhibit histamine, the release of histamine, by up to 97%. More effective than drugs to quell allergies. 
and quercetin is ex oh, it's so extremely ideal for all types of lung and respiratory problems. Asthma, allergies, COPD, and infections, and much more. But you'll get more from your quercetin when it's combined with vitamin C. Vitamin C makes it more effective, more active. Studies have shown that quercetin gets even better results when combined with vitamin C. Now, this combination of quercetin and vitamin C has an increased anti-cancer activity far beyond allergies. Actually increases the activity to kill cancer cells, especially breast cancer cells, and are significantly reduced from the free radical activity of the combination of quercetin plus vitamin C. This combination also has increased immune activity. Vitamin C plus quercetin increased survival of, in, of influenza H1N1 by 25%. Vitamin C plus quercetin protected against bacterial infection 100% mortality in untreated animals, but in the treated animals with vitamin C and quercetin, 60 to 70% survival in the treated group. Very powerful for the immune system. Many doctors were prescribing quercetin during COVID-19, the pandemic, and drug companies and medical doctors said this was not valid. Believe me, it is valid. There are many, many studies on quercetin plus vitamin C. And it also gives you an increased antioxidant activity. So, when you have influenza, it increases survival by 25%. Protects against bacterial infection. When the animals do not have any protection, they're not treated, 100% of those animals die. In the animal group that received quercetin, 60 to 70% survived by supporting them with oral quercetin plus vitamin C. And vitamin C reduce the dosage of quercetin necessary 
has an antioxidant effect and extends the life of skin cells and its activity time. And vitamin C will protect quercetin from oxidation. It's a perfect combination. And shortly I'll tell you why one other ingredient even makes it more perfect. So it also decreases inflammation. In otherwise healthy individuals, exercising regularly, then vitamin C and quercetin reduced the inflammation and the markers that would indicate extremely high levels of inflammation more effectively together than either one alone. The combination of vitamin C and quercetin reduced inflammation 50% by the combination of the two. When you put a couple things together, there's a lot more synergistic effect and they become more effective because of the combination. Now when only quercetin was prescribed or you took it on your own, it reduced inflammation only by 8%. 8%. And with vitamin C, only 33%. So this is not very high. But when you took them together, it reduced, decreased the inflammation by 50%. Huge. So when should you use quercetin and vitamin C? When are you a good candidate? Who is a good candidate? Well, anybody with upper respiratory conditions. That's like bronchitis, sinusitis, asthma, allergies, COPD. Anyone with brain and mental function, such as Parkinson's disease, dementia, and mental decline associated with aging. And it reduces metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is a condition that's made up of five different symptoms. Cardiovascular disease. Type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, being overweight. And the more overweight, the more damaging the metabolic syndrome is. So it helps to manage, control, and regulate metabolic syndrome. Almost all Americans have some degree of metabolic syndrome a lowered immune function, therefore meaning viral infection, bacterial and fungal infections, any kind of infections, heart disease, cancer. Now I suggested or mentioned 
another ingredient that really takes the level of effectiveness of quercetin up to a whole new level. It's a game changer. So I would recommend 200 milligrams of quercetin with 250 milligrams of vitamin C two or three times daily. Less for most people. Why? Because there is a very special ingredient called gamma cyclodextrin. And what it does when it's combined with an ingredient, it boosts the absorption up to eight times. And in some cases, up to 40 times. Now, how much we take is not the important question. How much do we absorb of what we take is the real question. So just because you up the dosage doesn't mean you up the absorption. It can only absorb so much. But with the gamma cyclodextrin attached to quercetin and vitamin C, it increases the absorption by a factor of eight to nine times. So when you take 200 milligrams, you're getting the absorption equivalent to 1,600 milligrams. That's why it's so effective for strengthening the immune system, reducing dementia, mental decline, asthma, allergies, COPD, sinusitis, cancer, heart disease, on and on. This is just one of the most effective molecules in plants you can find anywhere. Now, it's found very commonly in a few foods, but we don't get those few foods every day. We don't eat red onions every day. We don't eat kale every day, and I hate kale. So I never eat kale. But I eat a lot of red onions. Everything I make has onions in it, whether it's a salad or stir-fried. Oh, I, I love onions and apples, but make sure you don't peel the apple because all the quercetin is in the peel. Extremely valuable. Now, let's talk about a different subject. This is not a different subject in America. This is a different subject today. Because a lot of people are experiencing and suffering from one common complaint. I don't think there are too many people, if I ask them, what is your major complaint? I'm sure they will say chronic pain. How many people complain of chronic pain? It's very common. In fact, according to a new national survey, new cases of chronic pain outnumber new cases of many common diseases, including diabetes, depression, high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease. Everybody has pain to some degree or another. 
Researchers surveyed over 10,000 American adults in 2019 and 2020. The results of this survey of the people who were paying free in 2019, 6.9% were experiencing chronic pain in 2020 with an incident rate of 52.4 cases per 1,000 persons. I think it's much, much higher than that. I think sometimes surveys are not the best way to get answers. I know too many people that have pain. That's a major complaint. And in comparisons per 1,000 persons, the new case rates were much lower for diabetes, 7.1. Depression, 15.9. High blood pressure, 45.3. The problem with pain-relieving drugs, they don't work very well. Researchers evaluated joint inflammation and cartilage quality in 277 patients with moderate to severe arthritis. And then they took an NSAID, like ibuprofen, and versus the same evaluation in almost 800 people with arthritis who did not take these NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, And the result, four years later, the joints of the subjects or people taking NSAIDs were worse than the control group. When you take drugs like Tylenol, ibuprofen, naproxen, they cause more damage to your joints that eventually you're going to have to keep upping the dosage of your drugs to get the same relief that you got previously with a lower dose. And they have a lot of adverse effects. These NSAIDs, they include damaging your stomach and intestines, liver and kidneys, increasing your risk of heart disease, and even causing dementia. And Tylenol is the number one cause of liver damage, liver failure in the United States. So we have a lot more coming your way, folks, but we're going to take a pause right here. And I'll come back and I'll explain more to you as how you can use a natural way to relieve inflammation and pain. A natural way. So stay tuned. I'll be right back right here after these commercials and time for the station to identify itself. We'll be right back. You come right back. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. And also go to our website, terrytalksnutrition.com. You can buy my books there. I published about 10, 12 books last couple of years. Lots of good reading for you. You can listen to the radio show over and over and over again. Read all the newsletters, podcasts, videos. There is so much education on my website. Right now we spend an hour together. But you can get so much more from going to the website. 
Now, we talked about chronic pain before we went into the break. Chronic pain affects many, many, many people that they can't gulp anymore. They can't go on tours. They can't walk. They have pain at night. They can't sleep well. How can you get, how can you get rid of, excuse me, how can you get rid of all this pain? And you can't use drugs. Well, I said, I, I guess you can use drugs. I hope you don't use drugs because they make actually your joints more damaged than previously. The proxim, ibuprofen, Tylenol, which isn't a very good pain relieving product or anti-inflammatory product, but they can damage your joints so that they are worse off than before you took the drugs. But there are many natural options for relieving pain. There are many ways, natural ways. You don't have to resort to drugs. There are many natural ingredients to relieve chronic pain safely without side effects that will not require more drugs to deal with the symptoms of the side effects of the first drug. Now, there are several I want to mention to you. And with some trial and error, some experimentation, you can find the one that works for you. Because there's a lot of, kind, there's a lot of different kind of pain And people respond differently to different ingredients. So sometimes you have to be your own doctor. I think you'd be better off anyway, in most cases. We do need doctors, and, and many, many, many of them are great, great humanitarians, great doctors. But they have never been educated on natural ingredients or on health. A doctor does not know what health is. And if you talk about ingredients and health, the doctor will have no idea what you are talking about. And more than likely, they will belittle you because you are choosing something that they are not accustomed to. They only know drugs. Only know drugs. They don't get an hour of nutrition or health in all the years they go to school. Now, if you have any kind of pain, the combination that I would suggest is curcumin, boswellia, DLPA, and natokinase. Maybe I should slow down and give you these a little bit more slowly so that you may write them down. So get out a paper and pencil or whatever. So you, if you're dealing with any kind of pain, curcumin, boswellia, DLPA, and natokinase. Now, this is four ingredients 
and you can even double or triple the ingredients to get a higher, stronger extract, extra strength. Now, if you're dealing generally with joint pain and arthritis, here's the combination. Curcumin, Boswellia, and Devil's Claw. Devil's Claw, we have not talked about much on the show. We've talked at length about curcumin and Boswellia. Devil's Claw is, actually looks like a claw. And it's found primarily in Africa. But it has a lot of anti-inflammatory properties. So it's highly effective for joint pain and arthritis. And it can also be used in other indications as well. Now, if your primary problem is back pain, then you'd want to use curcumin, boswellia, devil's claw, white willow. Did you know that white willow was the starting of aspirin? The ingredient to produce aspirin comes from white willow. And then also DLPA. DLPA is a, is a very important neurotransmitter found in the brain. And it can reduce pain because we have a mechanism in our brain to reduce pain. But sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes our body's out of whack and we are not producing enough, enough DLPA. And this is an endorphin found in the brain that reduces pain. But it doesn't last very long. So you can take it as a supplement along with curcumin, boswellia, devil's claw, white willow for back pain. And then if you're dealing with nerve pain, combination of nutrients would be alpha lipoic acid, boswellia, some of the B vitamins, zinc, and chromium. Because nerve pain is primarily caused by an excessive quantity of sugar. So no matter what your problem is, anyway, give up sugar. Or read your labels and make sure you buy things that don't have sugar. And look at the content of carbohydrates. And maybe they only have one or two grams of carbohydrates. The American population consumes about 500 grams of carbohydrates daily. So if you can get your carbohydrates down to 20 or 40 per day, not 500, but 20 or 40. That in itself is an anti-inflammatory diet. If you follow a diet, a low carb, low 
gram-carb diet, you essentially are reducing the amount of inflammation that causes pain. So if you don't change your diet, and you are going to take supplements, on the one hand, the diet is causing inflammation, and you're buying supplements and expensive supplements to try to put out the inflammation. What, what, how can we do this? Why, why? Get rid of the, get rid of the inflammatory diet. The inflammatory diet is high in sugar, high in carbohydrates, and high in vegetable oils, the omega-6 fatty acids. Some people call them seed oils. They really are seeds, they're not vegetables. But most people know them as the vegetable oil. Soybean oil, corn oil, canola oil, sunflower seed oil, peanut oil, cotton oil. They're all bad oils. So those three ingredients in our diet cause all the inflammation. And then we don't change our diet and we want to buy supplements, 40 50 $60. But when we haven't given the diet a chance to reduce the inflammation. So do them together. Go on a low-carb diet. Yes, I'm going to say it. The ketogenic diet. Go on the ketogenic diet. That is an anti-inflammatory diet. Just by changing the diet, you're going to significantly, drastically, powerfully reduce the inflammation. That's what causes pain. Inflammation causes pain. We are a nation of inflammation. So, don't just take pills. Don't just take even natural supplements. Unless you're willing to change the diet. Changing your diet. I've seen people change their diet. And in three months, their pain of their arthritis, their joints, or wherever the pain came from, is 60 to 70 to 80% improved. Honest. That diet makes that much difference. And it does for every disease we have. Because every disease we have begins with carbohydrates and sugar. Because they trigger a mechanism of action that causes inflammation throughout our body. Now I had a question from somebody. It says, Dear Terry, I have symptoms of low thyroid. Well, welcome to about 70% of the population of the United States. But all my lab tests are normal. What can I do to increase my thyroid? Well, here's my protocol. When somebody asks me what they should take, I give them recommendations. And this is what I 
commonly tell anyone who wants to improve their thyroid function, even if they're on a medication. I'm not telling you to go off the medication. The doctor has prescribed Synthroid, Thyroxin, and maybe, 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 if they're a holistic physician, they may prescribe Armour Thyroid. Those are all prescribed. Don't go off of them unless you talk to your physician. But there's a couple of things that you must avoid if you have a low thyroid. Avoid all soy products. Do not drink fluoridated tap water. Do not consume any form of gluten. All these have bad effects on the thyroid. And then we want to make some dietary changes by removing dairy products. No dairy products if you have low thyroid. Now with the exception, you can have cream, butter, and eggs. Yes, believe me, believe it or not, a lot of people think eggs are dairy because they're kept in the dairy case. They're not. Avoid all sugar. All soft drinks, including juice. They're all heavily with sugar. All soft drinks usually have a lot of sugar. One of the worst is high fructose corn syrup. But even juice. When you drink when you're drinking juice, you're drinking the equivalent of 12 or 14 pieces of fruit. If you want an orange, eat an orange. But when you drink a glass of juice, you have the equivalent of 12, 14 more oranges in that glass. And I've been on on airlines and I watch people what they eat and drink and I've seen people for breakfast three glasses of orange juice that's about 60 teaspoons of sugar not quite I would say probably 50 so remember all grains especially those with gluten and then provide your body with the building blocks that are required for a proper thyroid function. Your thyroid cannot function without iodine. And in order for iodine to make thyroxine naturally, your body should make thyroxine. That's the drug doctors prescribe when you have a low thyroid. But you can make your natural iodine, excuse me, your natural thyroid hormone, thyroxin, by taking iodine and L-tyrosine. Iodine is a natural mineral. Very, very, very few foods contain iodine in sufficient quantities to be effective in the body. 
L-tyrosine is an amino acid found in protein foods. And if you combine those two together, they produce thyroxin. And for the best results, use three forms of iodine. Sodium iodide, potassium iodide, and molecular iodine. And then, in order for the combination of iodine and L-tyrosine to be absorbed, there is, a, there is another mineral that I would consider to be the push for the thyroid. And that's when you add selenium. Sometimes people need an extra mineral push to get their thyroid hormones to activate properly. And the, the best dosage that I can give you off the, off the top of my head is take 15 milligrams of iodine, 200 milligrams of L-tyrosine, 150 micrograms of selenium once or twice daily, usually in the morning before breakfast. This is the best way to get your thyroid activated naturally to be effective and to regulate your body chemistry. Now, that'll get our thyroid going. Now we need to build stronger bones. So here's three ways to build stronger bones and reduce risk of osteoporosis. A common complaint of the elderly, especially women. Women don't necessarily lift a lot of heavy objects. They don't pit their muscles against a heavy object. And in order to make our bones strong, we need some kind of resistance, a resistance against a weight or weight-bearing exercise or lifting weights. Not enough to be a bodybuilder, but just to have the strength our muscles and bones need something to challenge them. So, here's the three ways that I suggest, always suggest, for a solid nutritional foundation. First of all, start with a multivitamin and mineral formulation. is critical. Mineral deficiencies are much more common than vitamin deficiencies. Therefore, you may want to look for a vitamin supplement, a vitamin mineral supplement, that features chelated trace minerals and more than a daily vitamin. A daily vitamin will never give you the minerals you need. They put a lot of vitamins in a daily, but very little minerals because we need a lot of minerals daily, and you can't put that in a one a day. And some of the 
ineffective dailies are recommending 25 milligrams of calcium, 10 milligrams of magnesium. Now we need about 1,200 milligrams of calcium and 400 milligrams of magnesium. Can you see where we can't even reach that point with a daily vitamin? And then we need silica and only the silica from horsetail. Horsetail is a reed. It's a plant. It's not off of a horse. I had one lady said, why do you cut their tails off? Well, we're not cutting the tails off horses. It just happens to be the plant is called horsetail. And studies have shown that silica can increase calcium absorption by 50% and create bone density better than a drug by up to 15%. Now I recommend about 40 to 80 milligrams of silica that has bioflavonoids for absorption at least twice daily. 40 milligrams twice daily will give you your 80 milligrams. So 40 milligrams of silica twice daily. And then the trace mineral, strontium, is also necessary for optimal bone health. Studies using strontium in the treatment of osteoporosis showed a significant improvement in bone mineral density. So look for a formula that contains strontium citrate, which is one of the most easily absorbable forms of, of strontium. And I recommend 680 milligrams of strontium at breakfast time. And then if you are taking calcium, make sure you take it two hours away from any form of strontium. Strontium and calcium are both required by the body, but they both use the same pathway. They both use the same mechanism of action. And they can't both be absorbed at the same time. So one or the other will be lost. So separate them. Take them about two to three hours away from each other. Now here's some very interesting information on red ginseng. The quality of life when undergoing cancer treatment, the benefits of red ginseng are tremendously effective. Cancer treatment can significantly reduce the quality of life. Cancer treatment causes extreme fatigue, nausea, gastrointestinal problems, infections, mouth sores, kidney problems, anemia, pain, and in a new, brand new study, 40 women being treated with standard chemotherapy for early stage breast cancer also received ginseng or placebo. Patients were evaluated using standardized questionnaires to rate their physical, emotional, functional well-being. 
And the result, the placebo group experienced a significant decrease in all measurements, as well as the total score for health-related quality of life. The ginseng group saw a small decline only for physical well-being and an improvement in all other measures as well as the total score. Researchers tested 80 traditionally produced ginseng samples for pesticide residue. The result, because you have to first find a quality ginseng to use. 246 different pesticides were detected on ginseng. 78% of samples were positive for fungicides widely used in China, but limited use in the United States, primarily only on golf courses. Hydroponically grown ginseng is clean and sterile with no exposure to chemical pesticides. Optimal conditions producing ginseng with high levels of ginsenicides, the key compounds of ginseng, equivalent in potency to aged 20-year-old wild ginseng. So take 200 milligrams of hydroponic red ginseng once or twice daily or a 100 milligram chewable tablet of hydroponic grown red ginseng that has been complexed with gamma cyclodextrin to boost absorption. This is the best way to protect your health from the effects of chemotherapy. If you're going to go with chemotherapy, there are many side effects. There are some conditions that losing your hair, fatigue, tiredness, exhaustion, just, it wipes you out. It knocks you down. And there may be benefit for the treatment, but it's a drawn out, exhausting process. Red ginseng can make the difference. And with that, my friends, I'm about ready to wrap up today's program. I'm standing off for the, for the day. But you can join me every weekend, same time, same station, for more health tips, as you now can have a better quality of life. Your health is your choice. So choose well. And please play, pray for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, my friends. And God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.